Hi everybody, uh, welcome to the latest issue of the Blue Sky Fostering podcast. Um, I'm sat here with coffee and I'm sat uh, talking to um, somebody that I've known for quite a long time who's told me that he's feeling very relaxed, which is a good place for him to be. Um, I am really lucky today to be joined by um, AJ, who was, not so young anymore, um, somebody who has been with Blue Sky for quite some years. Um, we've done loads of stuff together over the years. He's somebody who um, has, I think I'm going to say, make you feel really good about yourself, mate, and give you an ego. Um, he's uh, inspired a lot of people um, with the things and the challenges that he's overcome in his life. And um, recently, obviously, with uh, Black Lives Matter, um, getting a lot of um, publicity, uh, rightly, uh, on the news, I thought I'd give him a call and see if he'd be happy to talk about his experiences growing up as a young black man. And um, yeah, here he is, AJ. Welcome to the Blue Sky Fostering Podcast. Hello, hello. <laughs> um, so really, um, what I want to, God, I've been thinking about what I want to ask you and where I want to start, but I think what would make logical sense is to rewind to you at the age of when you first came into care and obviously the area that you lived in. Um, mm. Can you tell me what that was like as a young black man, well, boy <laughs> at the time, um, mm. growing up in the area that you did when you first came into care with us? Well, first of all, I felt like there was a lot of sort of stereotypes. As, as, as I was came into this like environment where there was less people looked like me, the stereotypes came on. And I felt under pressure to fit those stereotypes. So, the, so you know, the typical ones, or can you run fast? Or do you like watermelon? Or where's your head? Or you're caught Alfred? You know, all of these things that really point me out as an individual when in that environment, I didn't want to feel like an individual. I wanted to feel like, a, like we were all one, you know what I mean? But every time it would always go to these individual things that got pointed out, you can do this or you like this. I'm just, I just, sometimes it felt like I, I just wanted to stop. Yeah, I want what, realness. Yeah, I think that's, that really hits um um hits home for something that i know that i've heard is that yeah those the stereotype of can you run fast and, I, and what always always amazed me i've seen so many people come up and like ruffle your hair mm. is that something that mm. happened a lot as a kid as well yes i mean it's 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 something you don't think automatically about because it's not just one person that does it the next person does it and then you become singled out for something that's different Mm. when you know why 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 are you thinking that's okay you know in the first place you don't you don't go to someone's house and start you know touching everything do you <laughs> no it's it's not okay no it's not okay you know no. and it's it's about you know respecting it and maybe doing your research and education and why our hair is like this. Because I said to my mates, this, this problem about the infatuation for others to know more is because they're not getting educated about it. And I said, it has to go to the roots. If we could teach kids about positive black culture, why our hair is like that, you know, then we won't have to 
do it. And if you educate yourself, I know that's a dream to get into the education system. That's a dream. But if you as an individual can educate yourself, maybe it will become less of an infatuation for you to always, you know, yeah so, yeah so would would you say then that that comes from because i think it's something that like you say like people are you used the word there you said an infatuation to know more but actually it's people not necessarily knowing how mm. or maybe not knowing or not prepared to educate themselves more rather than just going down the route of i'm, I'm going to touch your hair um yeah so what do you think needs to change then for for younger kids what should we be doing I think for younger kids, I think is especially in the area I live in, because it is predominantly white and it'll always be like that, the way it looks like it's going and the way society's built, it looks like it's going. This area is very wealthy. And if we look at statistics about wealthiness, you know, there's not many who live in this area. And I think, it's important to get exposure for these people. And my friends were saying, we're so lucky that we have a black friend because we can see your side of, of opinion. Yeah. You know, and, and, and that's all it takes. That's all it takes. You um, know? So, so as, as a young AJ, uh, you know, sort of when we're first talking about you first going to school where you live, and people were coming up to you and ruffling your hair. Not what would you like to have done, but what did you do at the time? Did you just accept it? Did you go, okay, like, or did you go, no, put your hands up and did you make people stop? What, what, what did you do? Well, at the time, I, it, it wasn't, first of all, I was scared of the whole situation. Like for me personally, I had too much going on in my head yeah. to, to think that situation was a big situation. So. I just sort of was numb to it, really, to be honest. But I knew it was, it was something that wasn't right because I was singled out. But at the time, it's, it's, it's not something that I could have said I was bothered about. I, yeah. was, I was literally stood there. They were touching my hair. I was like, what's going on? I've moved this into this place. Isn't this... Like I'm angry. There's too much, too much, too much other stuff to emotion. deal with at that moment. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So I think personally, for me, that was that was pretty much it. Like, if I if I didn't have those aside, I think I would have said stop, yeah. because that is in my nature to to not to speak up, even yeah. even from when I was little. So I think. I think it's just one of one of those things where I wasn't I was so blind to it. I was yeah. I was I was in a in a whole different world. Yeah. Too much was 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 happening. So do you think now then that because of um and a more of an awareness of it, do you think that, you know, say because I, I think undoubtedly that is still happening now. And so do you think now that because of the the shift in the general public perception of what's okay do you think now that a young aj at that age would feel more able to say you need to not do that yes i think i think i would have just spoke up because mm. at the end of the day you are touching my hair yeah 
and you haven't asked to touch my hair. You are invading my personal space. Yeah, man. You know, I, 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 I would have spoke up. I, yeah. I would have definitely spoke up. Yeah. So um, as you, you know, you, you've got older, so you've got, you know, young AJ and stuff like that. Um, I know some of the things that, that have happened. Um, so I wanted to talk about some of them, but, you know, I'll kind of let you come to them at, at, at your point. So as you've got older, um, when we talk about things like racial profiling and stuff like that, is that, I, well, I know it's something that you've had experience of. So could you talk, tell us a little bit about that that's happened to you, please? So for me, I, I was, the first time I experienced it, was when I was probably 13. I, I remember it was middle school. In our area, we, we, we have the middle school system. Yeah. I know it was the middle school. And me and a group of friends went out to the, like, shopping. And we went into Primark. And um, we were laughing, you know, how young kids are in Primark, goofy, playing games, you know, having fun. And I came out of Primark and went back to my hometown. And we were sitting all on a bench laughing. And, you know, we were talking, you know. And yes, I may have lied about a couple of things, but the woman, I didn't notice her. I was, yeah. I was excited. I was, I was laughing to my friends. I was, you know, telling fibs and stuff like that. You know, as you do. Being a woman. Basically. Yeah, being a teenager. <laughs> yeah. But the woman next to me thought what I was saying was true. Yeah. And went to call the police on me. And when the police came, they didn't search my friends. They searched me and singled me out. So to my friends, it's it's they didn't actually do anything at the time. Yeah. I mean, they was just as scared as me. Yeah. Well, at 13, you know, being searched by the police, it, being searched by the police at any age is, you know, a, a, not, a, not a great situation. But at 13, like you say, like, you know, what kind of, what can everybody kind of do? So, so, so you got searched search by the police there in front of your friends. Is that what happened? Yes. Yeah. And uh, what did they find? Um, they found a pack of earrings in my pocket. Yeah. Which which the lady had reported as stolen. Yeah. And silly me, I I didn't have a receipt. Yeah. So now so now they've jumped to the conclusion I'm a straight up criminal. Yeah. And what do they do? They try to force me to confess for a crime I didn't do. Yeah. They put the pressure on. And like I said, I've had a strong personality from from very young. If I had a weaker personality and I was scared, I would have gave in and yeah. and had something on my on my records so so petty. Yeah. So little, you know what I mean? And you know, but I didn't. They put me in the car and they took me back to my carer's house. And from there, the situation was explained to my carers, Janet and Bob, and, you know, they said, la-di-da, this has happened, we've searched him, uh, and so on and so forth. 
we'll get back to you once we look at the CCTV evidence. So probably a week goes by and they come with the results that I haven't stolen anything. But the whole thing was just not dealt with properly. Mm. And after, after they found out I wasn't guilty, I asked for an apology. I just wanted an apology. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, like, I felt so upset and broken by that. You know, and, and that wouldn't be the last time that's happened to me, you know, where, where police have tried to force me into saying something I haven't done. So can you and tell I us, yeah, so, so I mean, I think the thing is, isn't it, is, is that, you know, if the police had come along and searched everybody, mm. then you, you, you get it. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. What, all of you or none of you, it, it, it's, it's, you know, um, but when we talk about, you know, other instances as you've, you've got older, if we're still concentrating on the time when you were, you know, still slightly younger. So what, 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 um, what about your experiences of moving from your middle school to your upper school um did did the kind of you know the hair ruffling and the one something else that you've said that 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 really kind of pricked my ears and made me think was you said um you had to live up to something you you had to live up to the stereotype yeah did that did that change your behavior do you think when you went to upper school yeah i think i think for a lot of the time i wasn't real to myself you know a lot of the time I would I would try to sort of just fit these stereotypes, you know, working out, always being strong, you know what I mean? Like pushing myself to fit these ideals that really, to me, they're crazy. Not every, and then it painted my image of how I should be to be a great black person. Yeah. And, and media doesn't help. I'm not going to lie. The media doesn't help because media doesn't have diversity of black people. And, and, and that's, that, that's the thing people got to stop generalizing black people. We are individuals. We're not one whole race that's strong and fast and eats watermelon, loves chicken. Did it, you know, <laughs> yeah, we're man. not that. We're not that. We're all individuals. Yeah, you're 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 a a person, and and I think sometimes, and I I say sometimes, I think what's important is for people to to see through that. And also, I think that's what's important. Important point for me to make is that, you know, talking to you today, you are not speaking for the black community. You are speaking for AJ as a young black man, and I think that's what's important. Is is that, you know, much in the same way that I don't speak for the for the for every single white person. Do you know what I mean? Like, but yes. I'm, t- I'm talking. I'm talking from Ed's perspective. So I don't know. My experience is is is, is different to everybody else's, and and I think that's really important to remember. Is, is that people don't just go. You know, much much like anybody, you you look at anybody from a BAME background, and you just you don't just say, well, okay, well, they've all had this. They've all had the same. Ex- you all had the same experience. So you know, it is what it is. Actually, you need to. It's an individual. You know, you you are a young man who has grown up in care. And that mm. experience for you is going to shape the rest of your life. What's happened on top of that is that you are a young black man who has said to me so far today that you have felt pressure to live up to something 
that's caused that's been created by a lot of people around you and other people's perceptions of what you should be like and and i remember when you've gone through that stage of you've got to be yeah god you know on all the things you said so you know working out eating well there's absolutely nothing wrong with that but it's doing it for the right reason isn't it it's doing mm. it because you mm. want to be healthy yeah because you've got to live up to something yeah yeah i mean i've 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 always thought to myself you know they are positive stereotypes. There's nothing wrong with positive stereotypes. No, no. But when it becomes something that you're painting all of us as, that's something wrong. Yeah, I do. That's, that's, that's generalizing. And I've had many negatives. It's not always been positive generalizations, you know. But for me, I've always been that person just to, you know, I used to put a, a fight. I used to put up a fight, you know, I did, because it hurt. It did hurt when you say very nasty things. I did put up a fight. Mm. But as I've grown up, it's not worth it. You go and educate yourself, mate. Yeah, man. Do you? If you want to think like that, do you? I've got better things to do. I'm trying to, I'm trying to work. The thing is, what you say there as well, though, AJ, is also something that we, we spoke about before we start recording is having a conversation with people and people. Sometimes people might be scared to to ask things, to say things, but actually go and do your homework. Like it, it, I, it, I'm not even slightly comparing this to anything even slightly similar, but like my ears, like people, if I'm mad, people come up to me and shove their finger through my ears. And, and that's like, well, hang on a minute. Like I've chosen to, to, to stretch my ears like this. I don't want you to come up to me and shove my finger through my ears. It, it doesn't, that doesn't even compare 1% to anything that you're talking about. But what I'm trying to say is, is that, you know, it's kind of like, I don't mind asking questions when they are asked in a, um, in a respectful, constructive way. I don't just want somebody to come up to me and talk to me about something. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and, and, yeah. and I would imagine that, you know, it's like, if, if, if you came on here now and, I, and, I'm, and I'm too scared to say anything to you, for fear mm. that you'd be like, eh, what the hell are you talking about? Then we'd never have a conversation, would we? So it's, exactly. imp it's important to, you know, be honest. Um, exactly. So, okay, so um, AJ has gone to upper school. Obviously, you're getting older. Um, things change around you. Um, you become more aware of um, the opposite sex, the same sex, all this kind of stuff. Does that kind of age, AJ, does, does much change for you at that age or...? Um, I think when I when I started sort of looking at that age for the opposite sex, I think it was, you know, the first basics. I was trying to do it to impress my mates. Yeah. Um, but you know, in terms of that relationship with other females, I would try to explain it. Mm-hmm. And and especially at a teenage age, I I don't think they understood it really, but I knew they liked me. Yeah. And we had a lot of fun together and so on and so forth. Um, but in in terms of at that time, I I also shifted because of that reason. Mm -hmm. I felt like the maturity of the girls I was dating that age who were of different colour did not quite get it. Yeah. So I dated a mixed race girl and she got it. So 
I sort of gravitated to more that side and 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 you can see how you know my dating life has changed and my preference of women has changed you know because of one simple fact that I tried but it hasn't succeeded but for me it's not about that if you're a beautiful person you're a beautiful person and then when I went to college I met another amazing woman of the opposite color she was white and she was very intelligent she was the most cleverest girl I've ever met her work rate was awesome like she was inspiring marathon runner like she was wow like I've hit the jackpot and I really liked her you know because she drove me she inspired me to be a better person and I explained everything to her and she got it because you know she understood she had she lived in London she had best friends who were black she she didn't even see color yeah she saw personality first as an individual and that's why i liked her from from the beginning because i know she she has a good heart and and would do anything for anyone so do you think there's been many people in your life that you've met who have seen not seen color and they've seen personality first um not Really, I think, I think, actually, that's a lie. The group of friends I have around me, they, they, their maturity, like, their maturity surprises me sometimes, you know, because I'll bring up a topic and they'll, we'll talk about it for hours. It could be about race and we'll have a good talk about it from both opinions and we'll tell stories about each, each other's sides like the time you know they've saw racism and haven't spoke up or they dated other girls that have brought racism to them because my mates love one of them loves black culture loves it and he's white and he loves it. He loves the music. He, he's just crazy about it. And he told me a girl came up to him and tried to explain why she was hurt. She, she had, someone had said she had hair like pubes, you know? Yeah. And he said to me, he didn't know what to say. Mm-hmm. And I and I looked at him and, and went, "What do you mean you didn't know what to say?" And 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 he said, "I felt like I couldn't say anything because I can never understand." And I thought, surely to understand you must ask questions. So why didn't you? Why didn't that become your immediate thing to ask? Why do you feel this certain way about that word? Yeah, you know. When, when someone says, like, let's forget about the race thing. And I said to him, let's forget about the race thing. If your girl came up to you and said, someone has just shouted abuse at me, what do you do? You immediately comfort her and say positive things, you know? You don't immediately say nothing. 
and that's what my mate did. Like that's that stigma of white people not saying nothing. That's not okay. No. Say something. Yeah. That's it, it, that comes down to being a human, doesn't it? Like being a good human. Like I heard something the other day, which I think is really stuck in my mind, is that it's it's not good enough to not mm. be racist. You need to be anti-racist because to mm. not be racist means you go, yeah, I'm not racist. Cool. Okay, off I go. But actually, to be anti-racist is say it's that is not okay, and this is what I'm going to do about it because that's all you can really do, and and everybody has a role to play within that. I think and. You know, you talking today um, hopefully helps people to go, you know, okay, this is what this is how I can start a conversation with somebody. This is the research. This is what I can do to play my part because no magic switch is going to flick. Um, you know, there was there was on on the news this morning, they were talking to somebody about London Fashion Week and they were saying, oh, you know, there'll probably be, um, you know, there'll, there'll be more um, black models on the runway. And they had a designer on there. She said, but that's all well and good. She goes, but what happens next year? Like when everyone's out of quarantine, you know, what, what, if people after lockdown has happened, people go, yeah, okay, back to normal, then it's just a waste of time. And actually more people are hurt because people are expecting now for something to change. And if it does, yeah. it's just a tokenistic, like, yeah, cool. Oh, of course, you know, companies might put out statements and, you know, companies might say, you know, this is important to us. Actually, what's important is that real change happens. And that only yeah. comes about by people talking, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah. and, I, and I think you said it really eloquently is that, you know, what would he have done? You know, what would you do if somebody comes up to you and says, look, someone's shouting abuse at me. We do something about it. You comfort them. Yeah. I, 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 I don't do. see what the difference is. Um, so one of the things you said is, is that you and your friends talk about it. So obviously um, with the killing of George Floyd um, in the States, what was your reaction when you first saw that? I, I felt, well, I felt really, really hurt that still our kind are being killed and it's been scraped under the rug. And for me, that's, that's, that's almost spitting back at, at your face. It's rude. You know, you can see our kind is getting less. You can see the brutality, but you're all continuing to live a normal life that's not okay. Mm-hmm. And, and it brought a lot of emotions out and I couldn't express them. And I made music. I literally had to make music and take out all my aggression out on the music and release it for people to hear. And, and that felt good. That felt good, trust. And so tell me about that. What's your subject to that then? So, so, so make music. Is that something that you, you do now then as well then? I mean, I've, I've, I've sort of, I've sort of, I dibble and dabble in different things. So I might do music one, but yeah. then I might just do a round of sport, pick up a round of sport, like boxing or something, just yeah. train myself to box or something. So it's not always about the music. So it's different things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I like I, I like to do a lot of cycling as well. You know, it's about me just engaging that energy somewhere else. But the music, yeah, you've got a lot of energy, mate. You've got a lot yeah. of energy, and uh, and and I think that and and that's like mental and physical energy. And so channeling that into something positive. That's why, man. Yeah. I think like when, when when we first met, like years ago, you know, you can tell that you've got something inside you. You've got you've got a drive, um, and mm. that not many things were going to be able to stand in your way, if at all, anything. And I think that's a real testament. 
to you as you've grown up, dude. Um, so, so obviously you, you saw about it on the news um, and then um, what do you then feel when you see people out on the streets marching um, and protesting and stuff like that? What does that, you know, what does... What does what does what does that? Oh, that's silly because obviously for for me I'm like I'm I'm proud I'm proud that finally as a, as a world people are like out there doing something. But I want to know what it was like for, what it felt, felt like for you. Okay, so I mean we're not all gonna have the same opinions about things. So mm. for me, I didn't think the protest was safe considering mm. the, the current state we were living in. Yeah, all all was needed was action for people to educate themselves. The internet was driving it. And I understand. But for me, personally, me, I just thought, you know, this is, this is, my first priority is my carers. I will educate where I can on the internet. We still have Zoom classes. We still can do this. I didn't feel like, yeah, I respect it. I love it. I love seeing it. I love seeing it. There's, there's no doubt. I love seeing it. I love seeing how much support there is. But personally, for me, my, why, why I didn't join that? Because my first priority was, you know, my, my loved ones first. And I understood that I could help in other ways. You know, you can still do your part in other ways. The internet is... Is an amazing thing. You can do amazing things. It's it's probably the spark. Why 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 this has happened? So for me, I've 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 been trying to do what I can on my social media accounts. I think that's um. I don't think I would have expected any other answer from you then, dude. Um, is that you know, your family, your carers come first, mm. and um, I think that shows. I think that shows the kind of person that you are. Um, and I think you should be applauded for that. Um, and that sounded really patronising, but it wasn't meant to, mate. I meant that, I meant that genuinely sincerely. No, honestly. Um, so let's talk about how you would like, what you would like to see going forward. So it's, things are difficult at the moment because to imagine what the world would be like when we come out of lockdown, it's difficult for anybody to imagine. But what mm. would you want for, you know... When you came to live where where you do now, was it thirteen? Were you? Yeah. yeah. So you know, let's say you know, in a year's time, uh, when lockdown's over, a thirteen-year-old um, young black boy comes comes into care in a similar area to you. What would you want his experience to be if it was different to yours? I would I would like him to not be an individual first of all, mm. and 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 for the people around him. Um, just just to be sort of have some sympathy and empathy towards this individual realise the reality of your surroundings you know we all know he's an individual and he knows he's an individual but do not make him feel like one and that's that's, that, that's something that's a skill and 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 real friends are made i've had some real friends that made me feel like i wasn't an individual you know just and i've had the most laughs from them because they they haven't seen me like that they they haven't seen me as an individual 
they made me feel like one. Yeah. In the group, I've I've got five friends, five close friends. I know they're close, and they got my back. And 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 they're white. That's that's a statement there. You know, it can be done. We are all born as babies. Like what we do from then on shapes who we are and you can change it. And so you are now trying to make the best possible future for yourself as you possibly can. So you're at college. Um, well, at the moment, you're not at college, are you? You're doing your, your lectures yeah. and stuff online. Um, so what, what does the future hold for you then, dude? What's the, uh, what's the big plan? So my big plan right now is to keep fit keep my positive energy going, keep having conversations, you know, and, and keep that talking going. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm just going to be trying to slowly get back into my massage routines because I need to actually physically actually be having clients. Hopefully yeah. that won't be too long because um, I'm starting to, starting to, forget a little bit forget a tiny bit yeah but in terms of the um anatomy and physiology side of it that's that's going lovely like i, I couldn't ask before i was slacking but i couldn't ask now to be at a good pace like i'm thankful right now i'm at a good pace and i'm keeping up i think what you've just said um aj really spins back to something that you said at the beginning you said when you were younger you wanted to be big you just said now that you wanted to be um, fit and healthy and i think that really shows because fit and healthy is a mindset rather than just throwing weights around um mm, to, get, mm. to get bigger mm. um listen dude um i can only say um a massive thank you to you for giving up your time to um to talk to me um and you know whenever we spoke over the past god knows how many years i've known you um i feel like it's um yeah it's like talking to it's like talking to an adult and you are an adult now <laughs> um, but um yeah man we've um we've had some good conversations over the years um yeah. what i think is that i just wanted to let everybody know as well um so on the 25th of this month um we are running an evening um uh, with a panel from 5 30 p.m to try and help our young people understand uh, what the Black Lives Matter movement means because there's a lot of stuff online, on the news and, and people's opinions. So we've put together a panel of people to kind of talk through this and help um, kind of make sense of it and, and explain their stories and stuff like that. And, and AJ, you're going to be joining us, aren't you? Yes. Yeah. So, um, so if you listen to this podcast and you want to, um, you want to um, join us and, and ask some questions, um, you know, God, there's, you know, if there's ever a person to ask who, who will be able to articulate an answer, it's definitely you, buddy. Um, so I just want to say thank, say thank you again from all of us for giving up your time, dude. I really appreciate it. And um, yeah, if I don't speak to you before, I'll see you on the twenty fifth. Thank you very much. Thank you. Yeah.